0: Every year, world leaders and heads of government, business and civil society gather in the Swiss Alpine town of Davos to take pulse of the global economy and discuss priorities for the year ahead. Now, as we discussed on the program before, this year's meeting, set to wrap up today, was packed with pending global issues that call for urgent solutions. That includes a war in Ukraine, tackling climate change, looming a global recession. Today, we zoom in on the highlights of this year's World Economic Forum and their implications with Dr. Albert Park. He is the chief economist and spokesperson of the Asian Development Bank. It is great to have you with us this morning, Dr. Park.
1: Pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, I do think the tagline at this year's World Economic Forum maybe summarizes the tone of the event quite well. Cooperation in a fragmented world. Uh, This year's Davos forum was full of gloomy outlooks, stark warnings of poly crises. What are some of the biggest takeaways at this year's forum? And was there something in particular that caught your attention?
1: Well, I think it makes sense for there to be concerns about the many crises that the world is faced with today, including, as you mentioned, the war in Ukraine, uh, food security, inflation, the prospect of recession, slowing globalization Um, and i think sitting in switzerland with the shadow of the war in ukraine nearby and with the conversation being dominated by western advanced countries leaders from those places uh pessimism kind of makes sense on the other hand for where we sit in asia And I think broadly in the developing world, there is more of an optimism or at least a hope of greater cooperation to meet global challenges. And also uh, many countries are still recovering with a fair amount of resiliency Mm. um, and uh, working very hard to tackle development issues and really get away from the geopolitics and focus on The challenge of development
0: Uh, frankly speaking in south korea we're always stuck between a rock and a hard place Uh, china u.s tensions has dominated headlines for as long as the problem has existed however as you said resilience was also found we strike a delicate balance but that's just a small example isn't it
1: yes but i think we can build on that cooperation i think if you talk to leaders around asia there is a i think pretty uniform commitment that we still need to Uh, be integrated, Mm -hmm. we need to uh, really embrace multilateral frameworks, Uh, we need to work together to tackle common problems. Mm -hmm. And one example of that is the RCEP agreement, the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership Agreement that took place last year, which includes both Korea and China, but also most of the countries in the region. Mm -hmm. And that is really set to actually increase economic integration, Hmm. or at least globalization in this part of the world where uh, there's much more under our control.
0: Uh, But let's take a look at what else came out of the World Economic Forum. It was the R word that we used in hushed, rubber tones. Now we have to talk about it. Global recession topped the agenda at this year's forum. In fact, a survey conducted this year revealed that two thirds of top economists expect the global recession to unfold this year, with nearly 20% saying it is extremely likely. But they did also say that the extent of the recession will depend on where you are geographically. So depending on where you are, Asia, Europe, the United States, different parts of the world, it may affect you differently. So what is your projection? And maybe can you elaborate on what's expected to happen by region with a focus on U.S., Europe and Asia?
1: Well, we're a bit more optimistic. We don't think it's very likely that the world will go into recession if you define that as a decline in GDP per per capita globally. Mm. Uh, We think that uh, both Europe and U.S. may go into technical recession and are likely to grow at rates close to zero. For advanced economies, we're projecting 0.4%. And recent uh, indicators from the U.S. suggest that economic activity is struggling with the U.S. Fed hikes, but Europe is starting to benefit from uh, a warmer winter and commodity prices coming down a bit. Um, So we're optimistic. But the main reason we don't think there'll be a global recession is that if you look at Asia, our forecast uh, is that Asia, developing Asia, will grow at 4.6% this year. And if you don't include China, 5% this Mm. year. That's a forecast we made in December. And with China's reopening up, Uh, We think it may even be greater than that. And Asia, developing Asia, accounts for 40% of global GDP. Mm. So it's hard to do the math that way and see the whole world falling into recession. Certainly in Asia, we see a continued resilient recovery, although at rates lower than we had been previously projecting uh, late last year.
0: And do you think there are certain beneficiaries in developing Asia? Uh, because there were, of course, adjustments to these China-centric policies, maybe more factories being built in Vietnam, for example, and India. Do you think that also helps in the growth rates?
1: Yes, of course. When there's a trade conflict between two large countries, <laughs> as we still continue to see between the U.S. and China, Then for third countries that are not involved in the war, they have opportunities actually to export to both China and to the US. And for, of course, foreign investment to shift there from both sides in order to avoid uh, the sanctions. And we're seeing some of that. I think Vietnam is uh, definitely the most prominent example. They've been growing very fast and attracting uh, a lot of FDI. and, And there are a lot of examples of companies uh, moving uh, their supply chains uh, to Vietnam. But you're right, it, it, it could be India, uh, which is growing very fast now, could be other parts of Asia. Mm-hmm. One thing that things like the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership will support is a more diversified kind of global value chain uh, setup, where many countries in the region hopefully can find their place in the global supply chain and benefit from uh, global trade.
0: So the Davos Forum is an extensive, long set of discussions. So we can't just simplify saying that the topic at hand was global recession and call it a day. In fact, there was also cautious optimism that came out of the same meeting. That China's reopening, as you mentioned, the resilience of advanced economies, to, uh, providing a little bit of hope that maybe some countries will weather 2023 a little bit better. Yet the Chinese economy saw the worst performance in nearly half a century last year. That's also true. So what is your growth forecast for China this year? And how did it impact global efforts against maybe that tip into the recession in some parts of the world?
1: Well, uh, last December, we forecast that China would grow at 4.3 percent this year, which is a slight recovery from last year. Um, At the same time, uh, that was before all of the rapid, unexpected really, opening up, of the economy and the shift away from the zero COVID policy. So we will almost surely be upgrading our growth forecast for China above that level. And uh, that creates a lot of good opportunities for countries in the region, to the extent that number one, uh, trade through China, China trades with many other countries as part of value chains linked to production in other countries. Mm -hmm. And if China is doing better, then that's gonna have a lot of positive spillover effects through trade. Also, a lot of the tourist destinations in Asia have really struggled with a closed China. And now as China is opening up, there is a very strong expectation that we'll see a lot of uh, Chinese also traveling out of China and boosting tourism, which is really important to some of the countries in Southeast Asia and the Pacific. Um, Now, at the same time, we have a concern, of course, that China, if it really rebounds fast, is going to you know, have higher demand for global commodities, including mm-hmm. energy and food. And that could push up uh, prices, uh, which could challenge some countries that are net importers of uh, oil or net importers of key foods.
0: This year's form also clearly show that the world no longer faces the sunny side of globalization. Maybe it was not just one or the other, but the big narrative seems to be shifting. The disruption of supply chains, again, triggered by COVID-19, worsened by the war in Ukraine, sparking intense competition among countries to secure key raw materials and technologies. These have all sort of been heated discussion topics at this year's Davos Forum as well. Do you expect such movements towards protectionism to intensify this year and maybe the years ahead, too? So is the big narrative shifting, I guess, from globalization to protectionism?
1: Well, it certainly seems like the US is uh, promoting a kind of uh, a a technology competition with China and a concern uh, about uh, uh, open trade in in certain sectors. But I think if in Asia, again, as I said before, I think, uh, I I don't think we're gonna see a a shift to more protectionism. We're really urging countries uh, for key commodities like food and climate related goods, energy, environmental goods that really can help countries uh, invest in new uh, renewable technologies. We would actually like to see freer trade in those areas. And I think there is support for that um, in the region. And as I mentioned, we have this uh, this, uh, RSAB agreement, Hmm. which also, uh, it's really now hitting an implementation stage. And we're hoping, I mean, we at the ADB are trying to support that implementation. Uh, And that could also see more uh, regional economic integration. In fact, our best data shows that the region, at least Asia as a whole, is becoming more integrated together and not more fragmented. Mm. Of course, with respect to the West and other parts of the world, the story is a bit different. But given that Asia is such a large part of the global economy, I think if there is a continuous commitment to open trade, regional economic integration, that will make an important contribution to negating, to some extent, this global <laughs> narrative of deglobalization and fragmentation.
0: Dr. Park, just looking at the discrepancy of uh, maybe several narratives at play in the global context, so what comes out of Davos, uh, I guess, can't be just a one-sided conversation, just a Western powers, for example, controlling the narrative. And that brings me to the question of uh, maybe an existential crisis for the Davos Forum itself. Uh, not to say it's off so lead, but considering the circumstances, the fact that Germany's Olaf Scholz was the only leader among the G7 nations who attended this year's forum, Uh, It raises skepticism about the forum and just the overall annual meeting's necessity. Uh, Before you go, can you tell us maybe the significance of Davos Forum? Why is there still room for the forum on an annual basis?
1: Well, I think some of the principles that Davos has come to represent, which is global cooperation (laughs) and global economic uh, openness, um, are ones that we should continue to embrace. And so I'm hopeful that Davos will not fade away, even though there was a lot of pessimism this year and some key world leaders chose not to attend. Well, after all, there's a lot of work that these (laughs) leaders need to be attending to. I'm not sure that we should take that as a a statement about the importance of Davos as a whole. There still were a lot of important leaders there. There was still a lot of discussion about solutions uh, to global challenges and making connections about exciting new technologies or opportunities to make real progress. And uh, at the Asian Development Bank, we're all about that as well, trying to really talk about solutions, get away from the politics, and focus on what we can do to help the region achieve a sustainable and resilient recovery with climate change now really a big focus for us.
0: Thank you very much, Dr. Albert Park. It was a pleasure. Uh, Happy Lunar New Year to you. Thank you so much.